Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes... Lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey once again looking at... The history of Roy of the Rovers from the 1980s. I have in my right hand the 17th of September 1983 issue of Roy of the Rovers. And um, the the main story is once again on the front cover. We only get three pages of Roy of the Rovers in this issue. Mm. If you remember, Sam, a while ago, they said they were going to increase it to four. Fucking liars. And they obviously got sick of that now because it's three again. That is that is the unscrupulous nature of the way that big comic operated in the nineteen eighties. Yeah, because they they know that the mind of a child is tiny. Yeah, and they have no memory span whatsoever. No, so they say right, we'll start start giving you four pages every week, and then for about two months, three months, they'll do it, and then they'll start uh, shrinkflating it. Shrinkflation. Well, the eighties was um, rife with shrinkflation, wasn't it? Yeah. In the comic world. Uh, well, comics used to just merge with each other, didn't they? When sales had begun Constant to drop. Mergers, yeah. And then, and then and the lesser comic that was the 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 mergey. I don't know if that's the right word. Mm. The lesser, the, one of the lesser of the two, would then just disappear. It was just like a, a, yeah. A so they t- they, they changed. Wizard, Wizard and Chips were two separate comics. Is that right? There was Wizard and the there was Chips. Wizard and Chips was Wizard and Chips's USP. Always yeah. was that they were two separate comics within the same publication, and that had always so been the case. Yeah, right from the right. get go. And you were either you a whiz kid or a chip height, weren't you? Something you had, like that. You had, no, that, you did. That. You had to pick a side, mate. Did you? Yeah, you did. I'm remembering it now because my. I've just. This is just so come flooding back because my my mate Alex Jones. He was into Wizard and Chips, and I was into the Beano. And he'd always right. be on and on about Wizard and Chips. And he'd, you know, like, he'd go, are you a whiz kid or a chipite? And I'd be like, All mate, right. I don't, I'm neither. You know, no, you've got to be one. I was going, mate, I've got no skin in this game. Leave yeah. me out of it. Uh, I'm, I'm a Beano man. I'm not getting involved in your fucking turf war. I've got enough on my plate with the Beano. I don't know why you would why you'd prefer one or the other because I mean it was all the same stupid stories basically. Mate, there wasn't any differential. That between was the, the two way. That, that was the way that you got. You know, the eighties was a very tribal time. You got to remember, right? Early eighties there was a lot of street violence because it was not just divided along footballing lines, 
or mm. where you were from, like regional lines or erasial lines, what music you were into was a cause for violence. If you were, if you yeah, were a punk true. and you bumped in some skins, there was going to be aggro, right? Kick off. That, like, that, that, that was something that I know my... You know, that was the world that my brothers grew up in. I was too young to experience that, but it was very violent, yeah. that sort of stuff, that kind of tribalism. And so Big Comic thought, well, what motivates kids is, is tribalism. The two most popular things for young people in this country right now are football hooliganism or yeah. fighting at gigs over what shoes you're wearing, right? I mean, when I was about... Sorry, but when I was about eight, seven or eight, when the punks and the skinheads thing was massive. Mm. And if I ever saw a full punk... Mm. or a full skinhead in the street, I'd assume I was going to be dead within seconds. Yeah, you'd think that's it, dead. you just think, that's it, I'm going to get fucking killed now. Going to get, yeah. as, as the vernacular was, get your fucking head kicked in. Yeah. And then, and of course, imagine that was, me, that was coming. I had the Chiswick Soul Patrol to think about as well, yeah, exactly. a few years they later. Were on wheels. That weren't easy. They had Ford Capris, right? <laughs> so it was, uh, it was a dangerous time to be alive, but Big Comic exploited it. They said, we've got to fucking divide something, make it tribal. And so someone at Big Comic has gone, gentlemen, behold, a new innovation. Welcome a new dawn in comic publishing. Wizard and Chips, the first tribal comic book. We will force the children to pick a side and then go to war with one another. Yeah, that's right there. Stimulate punch-ups in the playground. Yeah. It's free PR. The more they fight, the more it be covered in the papers, the more people will buy our comic Enough of the togetherness of the Beano or the Dandy. Those comics are for little fighting. They're for pussy boys. <laughs> <laughs> our comics are for hooligans, men, warriors. Men they need to stop them young, young. Young men who are prepared to die for their comic. <laughs> young men who are prepared to die for, I don't know, a story about a snake that lives in a sock drawer or something. The numbskulls and Faceache. Do you remember Faceache? There was a geezer in Wizard and Chips called Faceache. And, uh, was, he, was he ugly? Was he like pug? Yeah, in, in and actually, actually, now I've been triggered because when I was when I went away on, not Camp Beaumont, but Camp Dolphin, because I wasn't just, although that was tribal too, I actually was a whore when it came to summer camp franchises. I went yeah. to Camp Dolphin first. In right. uh, I think Dartmoor, and um, it was, we, was, we were in this uh, dormitory, and there was mm. some older Rafa lads in the dormitory. And as soon as I walked in on the first day, one of them labelled me Faceache. Mm. He went, "Here, look, he's Faceache," and I was like, oh. "What? What the fuck are you on about?" Because I didn't. Re- I think it was in Wizard and Chips. I didn't read it, but Alex Jones was with me. He went, I went, "What's he talking about? Who's Faceache?" He went, "Ah." Oh. Well, mate, he's a um, really ugly character from Wizard and Chips. <laughs> I was I like, you're joking! No, ah, what a start to the holiday. I've been labelled <laughs> ugly straight off the bat. Faceache so. was a comic strip appearing in British comics in the 1970s and 1980s. Yeah, what's uh, it say about him? He appeared in um, Jet comic. Uh, right, and okay. Then Jet merged with Buster. Right. Later that year, and then Face It continued till 1987 until the, uh, uh, the 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 illustrator died in early 1987. Oh, fucking hell. Buster. So I don't even remember Buster, to be honest, do you? I remember Buster, yeah. But I think Buster might have eventually been 
amalgamated with Wizard and Chips. Maybe, yeah, because I don't remember Buster, but I remember Faceache. Are you looking at a picture of him, mate? Can you find a picture I'm trying, of him? I'm, try- I'm trying not to. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm triggered now, you can tell. I'm sorry, we will get on to Roy the Rose, but I'm thinking about how I was lab- labelled Faceache on this holiday. By that, yeah. I tell you what, if that cunt's still out there, I'll find the cunt. Right, here's a face ache. Oh, yeah. mate, your fucking face ache. Right, I'm looking at a picture of him, and yeah. he is grotesquely ugly. That said, I don't think he does look like me, if I'm honest. I really no, don't. No, I mean, I didn't know. I, I haven't seen anything, any pictures of what you looked like when you were eight. But, um... I'm not saying I wasn't ugly when I was eight, but I didn't look like face ache. I'll put a picture up of face eight, and I'll try and find a picture of me um, around mm. that that time I don't have any f- pictures from that holiday I don't think but I'll, I'll well, find some pictures around that time his, his full name is Ricky Rubberneck and right. he's the boy with the bendable bonds it says here okay. whose skin stretches like rubber at will he can scrunch his face into anything mm. whether it's mimicking others or turning into monstrous creatures that sounds good that yeah. sounds like a good skill to have that's not a that's yeah, not well, thing you, you know look I appreciate you trying to make me feel better mate but that's not what this kid was saying. He wasn't saying, mm. hey, you've got a, a tremendously malleable face. Um, I suspect that you could be, be able to morph that face into absolutely anything you wanted and we mm. could have some really great fun together on this holiday uh, yeah. by you, like, maybe scaring some of the, like, you know, the what do you call them, the um, teachers or whatever the they were. kids. No, yeah. the people who, who... The supervisors... Yeah. We could scare the supervisors by you morphing your face into that of a devil. No, he was basically saying, you're an ugly cunt, and there's an ugly cunt in my favourite comic that you look just like. Yeah. Next question. Yeah, but what I didn't say was that at the end of that description of him, it said, but always coming a cropper. Well, so yeah. It was, it was always a tragic um, end for fear's sake, whatever he did. Yeah. Um, so... Even, no, they weren't being they weren't being kind. You went from face ache to fish cake, didn't you? Within a few years. I've just remembered. I'm thinking more about that that holiday, oh and that that not. I don't think it was the same kid, but it was like there was two of them, and they tried to establish. They were older than the other kids in the dorm, so they tried to establish alpha status early on oh, right, in the yeah. dorm. So they were they were a bit cunty, and one night they would they we were all up just and they were just going around acting the cunt. And one of them pretended to shake... One of them would give me shit and I told him to fuck off or something. And he said, no, come on, let's make it up. Dad be like that. Shake my hand, right? And I and I was lying in bed. And so I put my hand out to shake his hand and he pulled me out of bed. And I fell... And I was on the... No, I was on the top bunk. And I fell off and I, and I bashed my face on the floor, right? Fucking and hell. and it was like and I think he I don't think he, I think he'd meant to like sort of scare me but he didn't realise I was going to come right out so I've come right yeah. out smashed my face right and he's panicked and he's run off to try and get help or do something and he's come back with a glass of water which is a weird thing a glass of water's not really going to help but sometimes when nothing else you know at your disposal you think I've got to give him mm. something to show that I'm sorry because he probably thought he was going to get trouble oh sorry mate sorry mate I got you a glass of water. I was fucking fuming. And even though this kid was, like, bigger and older than me, I took the glass of water and I fucking lobbed it in his face. I went, ah, here you go, have it straight back. Bang! <laughs> good, good fucking for you. Fucking soak the cunt. Um, what happened there? Did he give you a kicking? 
No, I think we did have a little scrap, but then the, yeah. the supervisors came. It was like any fucking yeah. bully. They, the they, they usually shit it once you fucking push back yeah, a bit. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah, uh, there's a, a, um, a book compilation of Fairsex strips, which you can get. Um, it's only seven ninety nine on the Kindle. I don't know why you want to read comics on a Kindle, I don't know. <laughs> and he, the, the uh, Ken Reid was the illustrator. Oh, and he did indeed Ken die. Reed. He did indeed die while working on a page of Fearsake. Did he? So, oh, well, that's nice. A, a little bit like Sid James, who died on stage at the Sunderland Empire Theatre. Tommy, Tommy Cooper, Tommy even, Cooper died, died on stage. And, and we've always said we'd like to die podding. I mean, I know that you'd like to die having sex with Grace Jones, but... Grace Jones, there's, there's, like to be fucked to death by there, Grace There's Jones, nothing yes. to say that those two things couldn't happen in tandem. During a podcast. You could be yeah, podding could, and could she could be riding you while you spoke. Yeah. And then, but yeah. she rides you at such an industrial strength that yeah. in the end you just drop dead. Yeah, getting faster and faster and faster and faster. Like Imagine the obituary in The Times or The Guardian. The popular mm. writer and podcaster, Andrew Dawson, has passed away fucked to death whilst recording an episode of Top Flight Time Machine. <laughs> his, 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 ju- his moderately successful juvenile <laughs> claptrap podcast. <laughs> oh, we're go. Yeah. But then we have to die, to get, do we have to die together? You want to, if we're going to die podding, we've both got to die together, haven't we, really? Uh, yeah, but it's not fair if you're getting fucked to death by Grace Jones and I'm just sat here podding. Having to, I mean, presumably having to watch. watch it I'm not sure about yeah. this. Well, I'll, I'll position the the, the, <laughs> the WhatsApp video so that you you can't see it. Maybe. Yeah, the, I don't want the last thing I see to be your penis. <laughs> no offence. No. But I'm you not know. Taken. Yeah. All uh, right. Well, we'll talk yeah. about this more. We'll get our we'll get our affairs in order. We'll work out. We'll work. We'll out get our affairs in order. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe um, I tell you this though, mate. A lot talking about because I just obviously my mind then t- turned to who I would like to be fucked to death by, uh, yeah. and I know you know obviously I'm married so the obvious thing is I'd like to be fucked to death by my wife but actually no I wouldn't because that would be that wouldn't feel right and sh- it would leave her with a lot of guilt. See what I mean? Wouldn't yeah. there? So but be- do, you, do, do couples not have that thing where they have a, a list where there's there's like say three people who they'd like to be fucked to death by and the other gives them they couples do do that I find that disgusting and because I'm you know slightly pious I find that Mm. grotesque however also you don't want to die either you you once told me that I want to die one day I don't want to be like Highlander and live forever you know at one point I will need to die Um, because then I can you know I can stop. I need to die now. I, I can stop at time to die. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you can stop thinking then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And stop talking. But not for a long while yet, because I'm still loving life and living out loud every day. That said, obviously my mind, the first person I thought of, because you'd already taken Grace Jones, was Susanna Hoffs. Now, Susanna Hoffs, mm. you... you pointed out a while ago that her Instagram you you described it as one big thirst trap right yeah. so obviously I had to investigate and boy were you right there, <laughs> there are two things to note about her Instagram feed right one is it really is for someone who is a celebrity and who's been celebrated for decades for being extremely attractive it's, it's interesting to me that she feels the need to post so many 
bits of content that focus on her attractiveness, right? Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm not judging her for at all. I think it's wonderful. She's still loving herself, right? Mm-hmm. So she posts, she posts old clips of herself looking amazing in old bangles videos. Then she does a lot of pieces now. Now, I don't know how old Susanna Hoffs is, right? But however fit she was in the 80s, and that we've talked about that extensively to a ridiculous extent on this podcast, I will tell you something now that is quite surprising. Susanna Hoffs now is definitely and objectively more attractive than she was in the 80s, right? Yeah. So, so we're talking 40 years later, she is not just a bit more attractive, she's actually significantly more attractive than she was in and, the 80s. It's not relevant, it's not important, but would you like to know how old she is? Yeah, go on then. She's 63. Well, I can tell you she is. It, she's probably still like the fittest celebrity out there and it's like and I'm not saying for her age I'm just saying just Just, age is not relevant completely she is astoundingly attractive and she posts videos of herself almost constantly sometimes in a hat with her guitar doing a song it's lovely yeah follow her shall Mm. we look at this Roy the Rovers thing yeah yeah we run out of time so anyway yeah it's the uh, the 17th of September 1983 sign please in the middle pages it's a big name this time it's none other than Glenn Hoddle I'd say that was the biggest they've had I think for quite a while yeah wouldn't it Um, his his England kit on and it's that great England kit that has blue and red a band across the across the shoulders Um, lovely stuff so that's that Uh, it's quite an action packed three pages of Roy the Rovers we've got yeah. Um, it begins, it says, Roy Race, former idol of Melchester Rovers, now player manager of Walford Rovers, had begun the new season in sensational style. But at Redstoke, in an evening floodlit game, it was a very different story. So we've moved on from what happened at the end last week, yeah. which was Penny turning up. Um, that hasn't been dealt with straight away. We've just gone on to the next match. So we'll we'll find out, I guess, what's happening with, with Penny returning from Crete. Um, so... Uh, yeah, uh, one of the uh, who are they playing? Redstoke. Yeah, one of the Redstoke players is running away from from Roy uh, into space, and uh, Roy's teammate says, "Race, you should be marking their number four. Pick him up." And Roy he hasn't got a chance of getting to him. He slides in from takes him from behind, slide and tackle. It's not a tackle; it's a foul. Um, the poor Redstoke player goes to ground his arms outstretched like when you're pretending to be an aeroplane mm. um, and he goes ah and um, someone in the crowd says oh that tackle was much too late Red Stoker appealing for a penalty but was it inside the area now then we don't got VAR or anything like that yeah, so uh, just done the old fashioned way ref comes running over everyone's looking to the ref nervous uh, I can't see any lines on the grass where the tackle happens. So, uh, and then we just go inside the comic for the two remaining pages this week, not three. And uh, it just says it was, it was inside the box. It was inside. Roy, yeah, I feel Roy I feel on. like Skew's phoning it in a bit this week. But anyway, go on. Mm. No, you could be right. Um, uh, we see the red store player putting it past the uh, Walford keeper. He wasn't even bothered diving, um, and the, the red store fans are shouting 2 nil, easy, easy." 
Um, we want three. We want three. So, uh, Roy doesn't look happy. It says, the Redstoke fans were really enjoying Roy's humiliation. Reckon it's time you substituted someone, Roy, such as yourself. <laughs> Jalapeño. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Jalapeño. I really like this Wolford kit. I don't think it was like this yeah. in the beginning. I think this is a new kit that they're wearing. It was over. a new one this season. And yeah, it's, it was um, plain blue before. It's a lot like the Italy kit because it's like that sort of azuri mm. blue, they call it, um, with mm. a V-neck. But the V-neck has very fine green, red and white stripes like the yeah. Italian flag or indeed the Hungarian flag. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's, nice. re- it's really good. It's different. It's simple. I like it. So, uh, Roy's thinking of substituting himself now. He says, maybe they're right. No, I've got to forget all about Penny. At least until this game is over. No one's mentioned Penny until this point. But he's obsessed it and then he's thinking he's got the ball. And he's thinking, but I can't forget her. If only she hadn't turned up right in the middle of that incident involving Sandy Lewis. <laughs> incident. Where Roy's hand was just below Sandy's yeah. right tit. I weren't feeling her tit, Pen. I swear it's it. It's just below the tit. Look. <laughs> I thought we'd discuss this. You'd said below the tit was okay. In fact, you gave me a rhyme to remember it by. <laughs> below the tit is perfectly fit. But on the tit, <laughs> you're a dirty git. <laughs> uh, look, you can see on her dress, there's a greasy handprint because I'd been eating chips just before I grabbed her. <laughs> you can see where my hand was. It was the chips that sent me a bit funny and did not, I think. <laughs> I had chips. You know what I like with chips? Uh, Randy as hell. I had chip psychosis. <laughs> Something about the smell of the fat makes me want to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and he, then he's, he's continuing to think, I was just trying to prevent Sandy from falling during a scuffle with some newspapermen. But, <laughs> but Penny wouldn't believe it. <laughs> and uh, there she is with a dowdy... Middle-aged hairdo, the hair that uh, sparked what, the um, sparked this whole thing. Yeah, she's got a she's, uh, she's got a sort of a hair slide in it, but she actually has. it looks like you know those sort of afro combs that um, yeah. African American people will put in and sort of leave in their afro. It looks really cool. Yeah, um, yeah. she's a bit like that. She's not African American. She's Caucasian, but she has mm. sort of fashioned her hair into a white afro. And left the comb yeah. in. So maybe she's just like, that's what she's into. 
Mm. That's it, cultural appropriation. It is, isn't it? it is a bit. I don't know if that would be classed as okay these yeah. days, but back then, it's unacceptable. Yeah, and we get a flashback of, of what happened when she uh, walked in on them, and she's saying, "This only bears out what I've already seen and heard about you and your secretary." <laughs> um, and Roy turns around and says, "What do you mean, Penny? Seen what?" Uh, then she holds out the newspaper. This! Of <laughs> course, the newspaper which her mother greeted her at the airport with. <laughs> Look at this, Penny! Look at what the cunt's been doing now! He's been slinging him one. He's been slinging one up his new secretary. Surprise, a fucking prize. That's how he got it's him got with form. you. <laughs> you were yeah. a secretary once. <laughs> She's the new you, I think. She's certainly younger, and she has a lovely trim figure, as you can see. And a sexy, youthful hairstyle. <laughs> Her body hasn't been ravaged by childbirth like yours. <laughs> I know the type Roy wants. He certainly didn't want me. Oh, I've already said too much. <laughs> Here, read the newspaper. <laughs> Just focus on that. <laughs> she fucking hands over the newspaper. This... Uh, uh, what's this? This is Roy still thinking. He's going off into a daydream here in the middle of a football match. Uh, it was a perfectly innocent photograph of me escorting Sandy to the Walford Supporters Club dance because her regular boyfriend was away on business. Now, that's a hmm. different incident. That's not the tit-grabbing incident. Yeah. He's trying to tell her what what that was in the newspaper. Oh, I'm getting this confused. Getting I'm, get, I'm getting confused. Uh, let's start again from the beginning. Forget everything <laughs> I just said. Let's start again. <laughs> and he said, look, I'm sure I can explain everything, Penny, but not here. I need time to think. Yeah. <laughs> I need time to come up with a story. <laughs> Let's go to my office where I can psychologically bully you. <laughs> <laughs> and gaslight the fuck out of you. She says, all right, but it better be good, Roy Race. Um, and then he's, but he's thinking... He's still at the fucking game. And he's thinking, I was never very good at explaining things. He's <laughs> trying to feel sorry for himself. Not my forte. He's a fucking football manager. You've got to be good at explaining things. That's what it's all about. Telling them where to play and what to do and everything. And uh, he's actually got the ball at his feet, but his, his, his fucking eyes are gazing off into the middle distance. He could be anywhere at this point. Uh, one of his teammates shouts, Roy, look out, you're running into trouble. And again, he loses the ball. His mind is not on the job. He's lost it. Here's another chance for Stoke. And Roy, as he falls to the ground, says, Oops! Um, uh, over the page, Red Stoke, a nice um, long shot there. They, they cross the ball into the edge of the area. Great far post ball, and indeed, the ball does end up in the back of the net. Um, chipped across the face of the goal empty net uh, and it's there 3-0 almost full time too Walford have no chance to hit back so Roy didn't even get the chance to substitute himself but they've lost um, at the final whistle to the jeers of the Redstoke fans they're shouting at him Melchester wouldn't have you back now Racy even if you begged them go on beg them beg them now Beg, beg like a little bitch. <laughs> and another one shouts, you were the worst player on the park. Ha ha ha. Oh, fucking hell. God's sake. 
Fuck this. It's amazing it took Cantona as long as it took to fucking... Mm. Karate kick. I bet he's thinking about it. I'm going to do some Taekwondo on one of these red stock cunts in a minute. I mean, the Roy the Rovers management, the comic management team must have thought when Cantona did that, fuck, why Yeah, we missed a trick, yeah. Yeah. There is a bit in... um, We covered the bit where he gets into the crowd at one point. Who's that demented super fan? Trevor Brinston. Trevor Brinston. And and at one point, Roy does climb into the crowd. Trevor Brinston's on the run. Because he's in disguise, isn't he? He's got long hair. He dresses up as a sort of a tramp. (laughs) Uh, like when he, Richie Perrin fixes his old death yeah, and comes very back very similar the false, style disguise thing. that was obviously the the, the, the the go-to disguise for anyone who was on the run in the yeah. 80s and uh, he, goes, he goes into Mel Park and uh, Roy spots him I can't remember how Roy so identifies him but he stops the game completely and just climbs yeah. in onto the terraces to fucking yeah. collar him ah uh, you are wanted yeah. on the suspicion of trying to murder me <laughs> That was different to Cutner because that was the citizen's arrest. Whereas yeah. Cutner obviously committed a, a, a crime himself. Act of yes, yeah. <laughs> so we've got the jeers and laughter came clearly to Walford's millionaire chairman Harvey Rawson, um, and he said to his fellow directors, "See you back at the club, gentlemen. I think it's time I had a little chat with the manager." Oh, now you can't lose your nerve um, this quick. This is like when have we seen this before? Um, well, there was uh, Frank de Boer at Palace. Oh, and I know mm. your Portuguese man at Tottenham. Like uh, the one who do you remember? He came from Wolves last season, and he only lasted about oh, half yeah. a dozen N- games. Nuno Esp- uh, Esperanto Santos. de Santos. Yeah, how quickly we forget his name. Sometimes these managers, like they're hired reluctantly, and uh, the chairman mm. from day one are like, "Yeah, we'll probably sack him quite soon." But he'd been like the fifth choice anyway, hadn't he? Yeah, so he, he had. Was just done yeah. a hiding to nothing. Yeah, lots of fun that was. <laughs> um, so Rawson is in his Rolls Royce and he's driving Roy back to um, back to Walford. What's the registration plate there? HP HPR one. Oh, Harvey Rawson has a middle name that begins with yeah. P. I think it's Peregrine. Peregrine. My mi- do, you, do you know what my middle name is? <laughs> we'll turn this You're around, race. <laughs> we'll turn this around, race. Or oh, my name's not Harvey Peregrine Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> so they're driving back, and he said, oh, how are things between you and Penny now, Roy? I'm pretending to care at this point. Mm-hmm. Roy says, not so good. I don't think she really believes there's nothing between me and Sandy Lewis. <laughs> uh, but she's totally confused at the moment. I think it's the menopause. Right. Uh, I'm trying to get the doctor to put her on some of them barbiturates. <laughs> Mong her out for a few weeks. <laughs> I'll stick her in well, her armchair. Get, stick her in her armchair, get meals on wheels to come and feed her. Send the kid, <laughs> pack the kids off to her mums. And hopefully by the time we wean her off, she'll have forgotten everything anyway. And it'll give me a couple <laughs> of weeks of freedom. Um, he says but she's totally confused at the moment Penny's decided she'd rather be on her own for a week or two while she thinks things out and uh, Harvey then drops him off at the home in Walford which which belongs to Harvey doesn't it is that true or we just imagined that Uh, I think he did say you can use the home belonging to me yeah so uh, he's he's dropping him off Um, oh they'd been driven 
by a chauffeur. Make yourself at home in in my make yourself at home in my fuck house. Relax. (laughs) Switch off. Unwind. Try not to imagine what has gone on between these walls. Awful thing, wrong. You probably can't imagine it. I'll tell (laughs) you that. Let's just say we have reenacted several moments in recent history, but in a sexual form. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know, my friend? The sinking of the General Belgrano. What in sex style? Do you know, my friend? What was he called? Mosley. Michael Mosley. Was it Mosley? Os- oh, no, not that. The, 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 one, who, the one who got oh, caught. Max Mosley. Ma- yes. My the, the highly litigious Max Mosley. Well, don't worry, he's dead now. Oh, is he? Mm. All right then. Cool. Do you know, my <laughs> friend, Max Mosley? Yes, yeah, a free for all. We could do a whole podcast on Max Mosley now. <laughs> I think we should. Yeah. To be There's fair, a documentary about him, I think. To be fair to Max Mosley. Like, you know, notwithstanding his alleged sexual peccadilloes, mm. um, he was, he, he actually did fight for uh, certain privacy laws that were quite good. Yeah. Mm. And I think that a lot of it, he just kind of also came out and said, yes, I did it. Yes. So fucking what? I am a what, that wasn't what, his, I'm what conventional that, society may refer to <laughs> as a sex monster. But yeah, it was like it was like it, I, I have no qualms with the allegations that I did these things with these women. Yeah. The fact is that it was private, none of your fucking business, you cunts. Yeah, quite you right. Face fucks. Also, yeah, he wasn't even uh, sort of a legitimate public figure. There was no public interest. It was like not no, like, no, no, and, no. and yet, no. and yet, the press now, fucking hell. You only have to watch that fucking interview with Boris Johnson after he had his vote of confidence to know the sort of shit that's going on with him and his missus in Downing Street. The press that know everything. <laughs> they know the lot. Yeah. Uh, I know yeah, they yeah. know the lot, right, about him and her. No one says fuck all about it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, well, and then things come the, out. And, and <laughs> things come out and then Laura Cunnersberg acts all surprised. Yeah, you know what I mean? everyone fucking knows what's going on, and it's well bad stuff. And then you look back, and the same papers in the eighties were scandalising people who were just bit part players in fucking soap operas for much less. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This is the fucking Absolutely. prime minister. Anyway, where were we? It was Harvey Rawson, wasn't it? Yeah, and he's he's. Uh... Rawson says as Roy gets out of the car I get the feeling this might not have happened if she had agreed to sell your home in Melchester and move to Walford <laughs> and Roy says that's what I told her Harvey anyway tonight's game was just an exception you can rest assured my personal problems won't get in the way of my job from now on quite right Roy I swear now, to God. let me ask you your thoughts on privacy laws in this country <laughs> it's a subject <laughs> I did with I do not regard I am a wealthy man Roy and a powerful man but am I a public figure that is to say <laughs> is my activities in the bedroom subject to public scrutiny Am I legitimately in the glare of public interest reporting? Well, I, 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 I just want to go to bed, Mr. Rawson. I'm really tired. I think I <laughs> no, know. No, hold on. I think you've made your position very clear. I see it in your eyes. You're a shrewd man, Race. But remember, you are definitely a public figure. Thank so you for backing me, If you Mr. get caught Race. up with any of this, I'll throw you under the fucking bus. <laughs> <laughs> to save my own neck. <laughs> um, I'd gladly sell a story said, on you, Race. I have cameras in that home watching your every move. If you so much as fuck a horse, <laughs> I'll have pictures of it on the Pet Daily Mail's picture desk within 24 hours. 
If you're so much as fuck a horse, real or rocking, it doesn't matter. You're going down. Believe me, I fucked both kinds. But as I say, I am not a public figure. It is not of anyone else's concern. <laughs> I'm just a businessman. Whether I'm a businessman who likes to relax by fucking rocking horses. That's my business. <laughs> you can get a really good rhythm going with the, those runners uh, so they go backwards and forwards. That's right. Does the job I, for you most of I, the time. I drill a hole to be its horse fanny, and I fill that hole with lubricant, you see, to prevent splinters. Although there are men who would enjoy the splinters. <laughs> yes, everyone has their own kink. I'm judging nobody. <laughs> look, 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 I cannot just go now. Uh, I, understand, oh, you must. I understand what you're saying, Mr. Rawson. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm fine with it. You know, trust me. I, my attitude is different strokes are different folks, you know. Anyway, all the best. God bless. Uh, good night. See you in the morning. Uh, so he says, uh, you rest assured my personal problems won't get in the way of my job from now on. And Rawson's looking at him pensively, thinking, I sincerely hope not, Roy. Otherwise, you're going to have a few problems with me, as well as your wife. And fucking that hell. fucking horse. <laughs> <laughs> Roy slowly wanders lonely off to the, uh, and to you, the, you imagine, the darkened house. You imagine the music from um, from Crown Court playing over that yeah, final end, scene of him walking. Or the end of The Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Where he always, where Bruce Banner or the sad outro from the Sweeney. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. So there he goes. And it says, next week, a petition. Dot, dot, dot. Begging Roy to stay at Walford. <laughs> yeah. Who's done that then? Melchester fans. Probably. Uh, Mark set 10 for that. Mm, eight. Eight. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I'd go eight and a half. Try. But there was a lot There was a lot to chew on there. But um, yeah, it was pretty good. So that's it. Um, oh, just one other quick thing, which is the Roy's message, where we all see Roy behind the typewriter. Uh, with his shirt loosened and his tie hanging down. Uh, Hi, pals. Firstly, I'd like to clear up any doubts about the increasingly popular birthday bonus feature in talking. There's only one outright winner each week, and he or she receives a £3 prize, plus a birthday card from me. Any names drawn out of the hat after the winner are included, because I know everyone likes to see their name in print, and it's also a good opportunity for me to wish other readers who celebrate a birthday the same week. Many happy returns. So basically what I'm saying is you don't all get three quid. There's only There's one been a lot three of correspondence. quid. Stop, I've, I've checked this out. You do not have a case. If you want to take this legal, that's fine. But believe me, you are in a hiding to nothing. It's a fucking money pit. <laughs> Once again, Roy has to put the readership in its place. Yeah. You are doing so my it. fucking knotting with your letters and incessant vocals from you. you and your nagging fucking mums who you get to call as well. For fuck's <laughs> sake, grow up. <laughs> So there we are, that's it. I will be back with more next week. Thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye. Hey. 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.